What's up, everyone, and welcome into episode number 219, where I will talk about Michigan winning the national championship 34-13 over Washington. I'll also talk about Michigan State basketball losing at Northwestern for the third straight time against Northwestern. They end up losing 88-74, to but let's start out with Michigan winning the national championship last night in a pretty interesting game to say the least. Uh, Michigan, I thought, was the much better team in the first half. I thought Michigan defensively was causing Washington quite a few issues. I thought Michigan offensively running the ball, especially the first two drives, was absolute dominant. Um, Their offensive line really showed why they probably should have won the offensive line award. Um, They ran for over 300 yards in this game. J.J. McCarthy didn't really throw the ball a whole ton. I think he only threw for about a hundred, like forty-four yards in this game. You end up winning by twenty-one. But that first half, I thought Michigan allowed Washington to stay in this game, and I thought Washington did a pretty good job, especially after the first kind of two drives of kind of stopping the run game. But I also think Sharon Moore kind of got to himself a little bit especially in that second quarter, like the first two drives for Michigan, it was just running the ball straight down Washington's defense's throat. They wouldn't be able to stop anyone. You also have Donovan Edwards that had two huge runs, one of his best performances, if not the best performances of the year. But after they really did that, you really saw that Washington was going full out to stop the run. They did a little bit better job there. But one thing I didn't really see Sharon Moore do is kind of that play-action deep ball shot, which is one thing that Washington has kind of given up quite a bit this year. I believe that Washington's pass defense is actually not as good as the run defense, and the run defense was looking like that early on in the game. That's really dangerous for this Washington defense. I thought that this was going to be a game that Washington was going to get absolutely blown out, and it did end up kind of being that way. But at one point, the game was 3-17. Uh, Michigan got the ball back, and I believe they were really close to midfield. Washington ended up getting a 3 and now getting the ball back. Ends up scoring a touchdown late in the second quarter. Goes into halftime 17-10. to I thought Washington was extremely lucky to be going into the game 17-10 because I thought Michigan was the quite a bit better team in that first half. Like I said, defensively, Michigan was getting pressure on Michael Penix. They really weren't hitting the deep ball, which is a popular thing in that offense. I believe for the first time under Kalen DeBoer, they didn't hit a play of 20 yards or more in the first half, in the first time at his coaching career in Washington, which really showed how great that defense was, but also really showed how great Michigan's defensive line was, and that really continued in that second half, and that's one of the really kind of conversations that people were having going into this game was, what was Washington's offensive line going to do against this really great defensive line in Michigan, and honestly, Michigan did not really have to send a whole lot of blitzes at Washington because that front four of Michigan was getting pressure on Michael Penix all night long. They weren't getting there, but they were causing him to not really look downfield. And when he actually did look downfield and actually connected was late in the game, ended up having a holding call, kind of bring it back and 
I think that was the huge thing for this game was that defense line by Michigan. I think if they weren't getting that pressure, you also saw Michael Penix miss some throws. He at least missed two, maybe three touchdowns in this game. That I do think some of that pressure did cause some of those throws. Maybe even one of the throws did not happen because of that pressure. But I also think Michael Penix was off in this game. And if Washington really wanted to win this game, Michael Penix had to be on his game. Like, he had been the majority of the year, and he just wasn't. He was kind of like his C minus, maybe C performance. And when you have a running back in Dylan Johnson that wasn't 100%, Washington wasn't really able to run the ball either. That's really going to cause issues for your offense. Now, later in the game, Washington was able to kind of get going a little bit. There was a pick, especially early on, first drive of the second half. Washington got the ball. First play of the game, or first play of the second half, Michael Penix throws a pick, and Will Johnson makes an absolutely spectacular interception, gets the ball back to Michigan, uh, puts Michigan up a little bit there. But this is just a performance that Washington really did not need from Michael Penix. And I think that has a lot to do, again, with kind of that pressure, but just missing his guys. There's quite a few plays where... There was open guys, maybe even a little bit of a blown coverage that really kind of Michael Penix did not see. And I think, again, it's just a performance that you can't have from your starting quarterback, especially when you have a running back that is injured like Dylan Johnson. One thing I would say, though, is Washington's defense did kind of keep them in this game for the most part. Now, later on in the game... Michigan did go a little bit more heavy on the pass. I do think that caused issues. I think kind of that issue of pass defense for Washington kind of crept up a little bit towards the end of the game. I also do think J.J. McCarthy starting to run caused some issues as well, I believe. It was either the first or second drive of Michigan in the second half. It was about a third and eight on their 10-yard line, 10-15-yard line, something like that. And J.J. McCarthy ended up getting the first down and picks up like 20-plus yards uh, with his feet. Kind of flips this field. They don't really score in that possession, but then Washington has to go all downfield. They do not get it, punt it back to Michigan. Washington's punter wasn't great today in that game, but that whole thing of flipping the field position, especially against this type of defense that Michigan was having, they just never gave up that second half lead and once Michigan was up 14 you kind of knew that this was going to be a long day for Washington and Michigan ends up scoring a late touchdown Blake Corum ends up scoring that touchdown puts Michigan up 21 with about a couple minutes left you knew right when that happened and you also had Michael Penix that kept getting hit over and over he was injured um Romo Dunze did have a solid game Polk had a solid game. Again, Dylan Johnson was hurt. Um, but this was just a great performance. And Sanderson, to clinch the game with that interception, almost takes it back for a pick six. You have to give him an applause. He's been a great football player for Michigan. He's been one of the best defensive players they've had in a really long time. I think I saw someone say that a Michigan fan say that he's like the second best defensive player that Michigan has had outside of Charles Woodson, which 
makes sense, but he just made a great play. Jesse Minter was fantastic in this game as well. He's been fantastic throughout his time being the defensive coordinator at Michigan. We'll see what happens there. Will he get a... Another job, will he say as a defensive coordinator? And now there's the kind of the questions of will J.J. McCarthy come back? Will Jim Harbaugh come back? Will now that he's won a national championship, is he going to be done at Michigan? He did in a press conference, did talk a little bit about spring practice when that will start. So I think a lot of Michigan fans think that he will be back, especially after those comments. But there's always that kind of conversation going on is, Will he go into the NFL? Like, you also have the Chargers job open. You also have the Commanders job that's open. And some people might argue, well, the Commanders job isn't great. Just look at the draft capital that they have. And also, he's about, like, 30 miles away from his brother as well. So there's that. But we'll see. Um, That probably won't come out for a really long time. But, yeah, congratulations to Michigan on winning the national championship. They were the best team in the college football playoff, and they are crowned the best team in college football for the first time in 27 years, at least that amount of time. So congratulations to Michigan on their national championship. Now let's go over to college basketball. You have Michigan State playing Northwestern. Going into this game, you kind of knew it was going to be a tough game for Michigan State. Going into it, Michigan State had lost two consecutive to Northwestern. They've given up quite a few points to, of course, Boo Booey, kind of the Spartan killer a little bit. And in this game, he did score 19 points. It was kind of like quiet 19 points. The main guy, though, was Ty Berry. Ty Berry was fantastic in this game. He went four for seven from three, had 22 points. He also had Barnheiser had 16. Langborg had 12. This is kind of the performance that Northwestern had, especially against Purdue. They didn't just get quality points from their their main guys like Ty Berry and Boo Booey. They got quality points and contributions from their role guys and if this is a team that is going to go into the NCAA tournament they're really going to need Barnheiser, Langborg. Um, Hunger has actually been a really good center for them. He had 10 points, went 5 for 6 from the field, was very efficient. Outside of those guys um, they didn't really get a whole lot of bench production. They only got 9 points from their bench but when you have every single starter in double digits and points that's going to win you a whole lot of games now Michigan State Tyson Walker of course had 27 points AJ Hogarth had 13 Jane Aikens had 13 you also had Carson Cooper have 10 points I think this was one of Carson Cooper's best games at the center position but outside of those kind of four they really didn't get production very much of anywhere else Sissoko actually had seven points 17 Points from the center position is actually pretty good for Michigan State this year. I know that's not a whole lot for the center position, but for Michigan State, when you don't have a whole lot of production at the center position, you'll take 17 points. Jackson Kohler did play in this game. He did make his debut, only played three minutes in this game, didn't score any points, but he did make his debut. But we have to talk about one player, and that is Malik Hall. Malik Hall played 25 minutes. Zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, 
zero blacks, two turnovers, one foul, zero points. You cannot have your fifth-year guy playing 25 points and doing that. You're not going to win very many games at all. And that's kind of been the Malik Hall, a little bit of experience. He's been kind of that up-and-down kind of guy. Like, he had three, four, five straight games where he was great, where he was consistent, where he was scoring. And he only had four shots in this game. He kind of went quietly into the background. I don't think that's going to be a performance we'll see that often. But if you're going to want to win these games, especially once you're now in kind of Big Ten play and going up against some of these better teams, you cannot have a player play 25 minutes and have zeros up on the board. You just can't. And Malik Hall, one thing is they're giving him the open three on the corner. He's not taking that. He has kind of that hitch in his three-point shot. They're going to keep giving it to him. And you're either going to have to tell him to keep shooting it or he's going to have to be able to hit that shot in the paint. And if he's not hitting that shot in the paint, maybe go to Eleanor Cohen Carter, maybe even Xavier Booker. Booker played four minutes in this game. He did contribute a little bit, didn't score, but did have a rebound. Cohen Carter, 12 minutes, had a couple of rebounds, one assist. You really just can't have zero production out of your four spot and expect to win this game especially going into Northwestern. Michigan State just couldn't afford a bad performance. Got a bad performance. Tyson Walker, of course, was spectacular, like he always is. A.J. Hogarth's been great recently. Jane Aikens has been good recently. You're going to need those three to kind of consistently be good and then maybe add a fourth or fifth year, fifth guy every night. If you can do that, then maybe you can start working your way back up the leaderboard in the Big Ten. But you're currently one and three in the Big Ten. You play Illinois on Thursday. Probably won't have Terrence Shannon, so that will definitely help. But coming off of a loss to Purdue, they've been playing great. You're also playing at Illinois too, so that's not going to be easy in any situation either. But AJ Hogard basically said it's kind of a must win for Michigan State. Um, they're nine and six on the year. After that, their schedule kind of gets a tiny bit easier. But if you can get that win at Illinois, kind of maybe get a couple more wins at home, defend home court, and maybe get a win at Wisconsin later in the year, maybe you can start building your way back up the seating in the NCAA tournament. But just not a performance that you could have against Northwestern. Very frustrating performance. Tom Izzo even said that he was extremely disappointed. Um, he did make a couple of statements about analytics that had a lot of people kind of upset. Um, he did also kind of talk a little bit about that today as well. Um, he said you rather have a guy that's full of heart than a truly analytics kind of player. This is just your typical kind of yearly thing that Tom Izzo does that gets people upset at him. Not really surprised, but maybe that'll light a fire in this team. But need to get that win on Thursday against Illinois. You also have the Lions playing on Sunday at home in the playoffs. We'll talk about that game later this week. But yeah, that's kind of really it for kind of the big news around the state of Michigan um, for college basketball. Yeah, Michigan State and then 
of course, Michigan winning the national championship, which, again, congrats to Michigan on doing that. But super excited for the next episode. We'll talk about the Lions playing in the playoffs at home for the first time in over three decades. So excited about that. But, yeah, that is a wrap to episode number 219. Tune in to the next episode when I talk about the Lions versus the Rams and Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff.